I just want to start by saying I'm so sorry, who's first, for getting the time wrong. Yikes. Yeah, it's okay. Um, I just couldn't get coffee this morning, so... You didn't get anything? No. What are you on right now? You don't have coffee at your place? Well, I have, like, very weak coffee. Oh, so you yeah. have coffee. Yeah, I have coffee. Just Don't you know. fucking lie to me, Clucifer. <laughs> you said you couldn't get coffee this morning. I couldn't go out and get coffee. Is that... Roll the tape back, Sean. Is that what he said? I wasn't there for that. I was not present. Roll the tape. Oh, my gosh. It's okay. Gonna... You know, I had a week thinking that, you know, we started at a certain time, and then 30 minutes ahead of time, I get a message, and it's like, oh, my bad. Now we're early. Man, I am so sorry. This is my Achilles heel. Back in, like, math class, they'd be like, good job. You got the theory right. You finished the test first, but you forgot that 2 plus 2 equals 4, not whatever. You... I always get those little – I'm so sorry. I think it's – a. It's a dyslexia. I'm trying to make it so it's not my fault here that it's like just something I'm dealing with. Like it wasn't a conscious like choice that I messed up or anything. Wouldn't you agree, Sean? I didn't mess up here. Welcome to another show about Jeff, everyone, <laughs> where we work through Jeff's problems. And we've actually brought a professional on the show today. We were not going to say this until about halfway through the show, but this is an intervention. No, I don't want this. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna go yeah, back um, to talking. Sean now. actually asked me to come on. Um, yes, sucks. Is my tell me my mom's not here. Actually, yeah. I don't mind talking to her right now. Hey, mom. Oh, hey, Jeff. <laughs> what would you tell your mom right now? Yeah. Uh, I would say, "How is your morning?" I would ask her how her morning is. I would ask her if she went for a walk, maybe. And she would say, it's, it's been really quite nice, yeah. but I, I wanted to know if you've had a chance to talk to Jesus yet this morning. Uh, nope. I talked I to think... myself, and in a way, I'm Jesus, and he's me. I ate his bread once. I ate his body, so I'm pretty sure I got a little G, J in me. <laughs> hey, Lucifer, how are you? I am not bad. How are you? I'm good. I'm good. I just got back from the East Coast, and I'm feeling revived. Um, wow, show about Sean, everybody. Here we go again. <laughs> the East Coast made you feel revived? Because let me tell you, as someone who lives on the East Coast, right? that's not always the case. I didn't, I didn't hear it in your voice until this time I've talked to you, and uh, that's kind of what triggered the memory, actually. Um, but I was in... I, when I was in Queens and Manhattan, it, I felt that way a little bit. It felt a little bit overwhelming. It always does to me. There's just so many people all the time. Um, and then when we got, went upstate, we went to um, Wellfleet and then just, which is just south of P Town. Uh, and that was really amazing. Like I'd never been to that part of the country before. And uh, I get it. I get why people love Boston and that whole area. It's, it reminded me of, uh, Minnesota, like mixed with uh, Florida, the, the the beaches and then the forests, and uh, I don't know, the people were really cool too. So it was a good experience. You know, I'm I'm from New England, and I well, I grew up in Florida, but I live in New England now. And the difference, though, is you're kind of right. It does have like a midwesterny vibe, plus uh, mix Florida in, and then you add an air of pretension. 
and <laughs> um, always having to do something. Yeah. And that's why it's not refreshing because everyone's always on a hundred and you just got to get through it. Yeah. I did, Although it I sounds did. like, it sounds like you went to like the vacation part. Of yeah, everything. exactly. So it's yeah. a little different. Yeah. I was definitely like at the beach every day and there was no one there, which was surprising to me. Like that we were like one of five people at the beach and that was shocking. But maybe it, it was just the area. What, yeah. It depends on what beach you go to. Cause it's not like uh, Florida up here. The beaches can be private. Yeah, that that's kind of what it felt like. I mean, it, it was like that that community, right? You had to walk to it. Yeah, yeah, that, that seemed. Let me nice. tell you, being in high school and coming from Florida, you, it takes you a long time to learn the definition of a private beach. Because <laughs> in Florida, you know, you can just go on any beach. Yeah, everywhere. Up, yeah, and everything's a beach there too. <laughs> up here, it's like no, you cannot come here. Yeah, that is people 65 and older. I noticed that too. When I left the Midwest, there's no fences or very few. Maybe they've built a lot more now. But when I was growing up, there were no fences. Like you could just walk from backyard to backyard to backyard. That's how you moved around as a kid. Like you didn't walk on the street. You went through people's yards. And when I moved out to California, it was kind of shocking how every, like literally every yard has a fence. There isn't one that doesn't. Because you don't want people to take your shit. Yeah, don't don't come in my yard. <laughs> don't take my stuff. Don't look you at stay, me. Yeah, do you stay over there? I want to stay over here. And then I I realized that that every eighty years we go through cycles, and after that, my life changed. That was stop it for it. me. Do you just want to elaborate right a little bit on that? No, he's <laughs> trolling me. He's trying to get me to talk. I just like listening to you guys. Just. Cut it out, Sean. We're not talking about that today. It's not like Lucifer would be a good person to talk about how, like, Mm-mm, not at what all. you grow up in could affect your behavior and how especially generations after, can be built that way. Especially after the last conversation we had with Lucifer, nope. I don't think that would be a good conversation. It's not going to happen at it's not, all. It's not and like it's determinism super can somehow be super impacted by the generation and the environment you grow up in, like whether you grow up during a war or not, or whether you grow up in. Tri- but we're not going to talk about that, Sean. I've already super done that with you, and you went full skeptic on me immediately. You're like, oh, do the math. Let's break um, it down. You know what? I talked to your brother after that, and we had a good conversation, okay? Monk, Monk or Necromancer, like truly, truly best DPS right now, Monk or Necromancer? Um, Necromancer. Yeah, I thought that's what I thought you were going to say. Necro and Mage. I mean, looking at the parses from, I think it was Thursday, just looking at it, um, Necro topped the charts in three quarters of the fights. Dang. And apparently Paladins are becoming great healers because I can out-heal a Cleric now. (laughs) That's crazy. It is. I wonder what uh, Jeff thinks about that. (laughs) I think I'm going to come back as a paladin P99 style and just dunk mm. your dunkage. <laughs> Guys, I have Moving. a lot planned for today. Okay. How Moving. about enough of the BS? Wow. What did you have planned for the today? Yeah. Super excited to hear about this. A game. Okay. Between you two. All right. Mm-hmm. EverQuest trivia game. <laughs> God damn it. Okay. It's People sweet. need some red meat. Okay, people are getting a little pissed off that we're not talking about EverQuest, okay? We have Lucifer on. All right. So you interrupted a a great conversation about EverQuest. I didn't interrupt shit. I was listening to you guys, and then Sean started fucking trolling me. 
I don't know what you're talking about. I would like I'm to not start... good at trivia, so let's go. Yeah, me either. Well, first, let's talk about why we need to bring out the red meat today. Um, and then we'll go over the rules of the game and the introduction and all that. Just settle down, okay? I wasn't ready to get into the game yet. I wanted to listen to you guys talk some more. Do you guys want to... I like listening to you guys talk. I think everybody does. Anything else you guys want to talk about? Yeah, I want to talk about 80-year cycles because I think it's fascinating. Okay. Oh, boy. Here we go. Summer, winter, fall, and spring. All right. I'm going to just start off with... Oh, here, we, here we go. Get I'm not going to... Ex- no, I'm not going to explain it because I can spend, This is a whole different episode explaining this, okay? I just want to ask Lucifer for a couple questions. Okay. Here we go. Lucifer, I've been doing an audiobook uh, about generational turnings and the idea that the time period you grow up in... Um, whether, you know, civic trust is high or low, whether the economy is high or low, whether conformity is high or low, whether you're in a war or not, these types of things affect the generation's behavior. And this actually goes through cycles, which lasts about one generation. Now, I don't want to get into it anymore because this could be a whole podcast, but from a behavioral scientist point of view, is that the, is that your correct title, sir? Uh, yeah, behaviorist, behavior scientist, sure. Go with whatever you want to call me. So you're talking about like the Strauss-Howe theory, right? The what theory? Strauss-Howe. Because that's like a total... You're right, it would be more than an episode. Like they teach like master theory classes on that. So um, yeah, it's absolutely true. Because what a parent learns... Yes! Learns... <laughs> Fuck off, Sean! <laughs> what a parent learns and how a parent is brought up then influences their bringing up or rearing of their children. So it does impact everything. Um, and then you get generational generational pushback is yes. I think what they call it, where you recast and go the exact opposite way Yes. in order to overcome the generational trauma. And then you have once again, another generational shift. So here's all I want to say to the audience, because this is a whole nother episode. But all I want to say is that if things ever seem like they're always going in one direction, things are going to keep getting worse. What I'm starting to believe more and more, if this gives you any comfort, is things will change. It, it, it does seem to be a cycle. And like if, it, if right now it seems like our trust in civics is horrible and nobody trusts the government or nobody trusts this or that or public institutions... Like these things change. These are cycles that the United States has gone through before. And a lot of it has to do with with what came before us and all this type of stuff. And God, it's fascinating. This stuff is, I've, it's really fascinating stuff, Lucifer. So when the theory first came out, they compared it to um, voodoo science and to, what was it? Basically like horoscopes. Yes. um, It's kind of pagan. It's got this it pagan is. thing because it's very seasonalistic and it's very uh, cyclistic. And I think the current culture likes, or Western culture likes to think things don't go in cycles that we're always moving forward and upward. Yeah. Uh, but, you know, so I can see why Sean thought you were kind of kooky. Yeah, voodoo. No, it's just Sean. I mean, I think it's, that's his defense mechanism to help people. Like, people could come to him with anything. People could come to him with something that seems the most plausible shit in the world. 
Like, for example, people can actually use statistics to like study things for good reasons other than to decide who to kill. And he'd be like, that's bullshit. Let me pop a hole in that. Remember, did you hear him say that shit, Lucifer? I did, actually. That was the same day that you messaged me and asked me to come on the podcast. And I was like, wait, I'm uh, feeling kind of attacked here because 90% of my job is looking at data and predicting what will happen next with behavior. So... Explain yourself. Who have you been deciding to kill lately, Lucifer? Break it down. Oh, I've not been deciding to kill anybody. That would be illegal. That would totally be illegal. (laughs) Um, I have been deciding to kill, like, try to kill Karafrim, you know. That's such a great um, transition, Lucifer. Segway. Yeah, segway. Sean's Kelly, silent Sean, you've been shut down after you came after me with the troll now the mm-hmm. troll's out of the cage it's, it's been out, one blow it's after out. another it's swinging it's, it's swinging its club critical hits i rolled a right. 20 somewhere in there right i no, i thought i think it's fascinating like i said before i just i think it becomes even more fascinating and multidimensional when you start to apply it to multicultures because i can't believe that it's happening simultaneously the same in every culture across the world that wouldn't make sense to me i would i would argue against that but if you're saying to me that it couldn't be cultural and that it is in its own cycle and then if those cycles intermingle what happens and furthermore i think this part's fascinating because i think this part's true i think there are people individuals we'll call them succubi who actually know that these cycles exist and they just move from society to society to stay in whichever one fits them best or whichever one they can take advantage of best. Right. Cause there's four seasons, everybody. So like, for example, right now in a, in America, if it's not global, which maybe Clucifer can expand on that. Uh, we're in winter. We're about halfway through it. We're about to start a new cycle. Fun. Hey, that's going to be a lot of fun. Everybody. <clears throat> the underwind is going to be fine. And so, uh, Lucifer, is this thing a global phenomenon? Hold on, we're in winter? Uh, yeah, uh, apparently. <laughs> okay, so we're in winter. We'll forget the fact that it is 95 degrees in New England right now. Um, <laughs> no, I'm talking about the generational cycles. Oh, so I, I have very little knowledge about the generational st- cycles. Um, but I would think that they're not necessarily global because there are very few global events that impact every culture the same way yeah that's so my think argument. of think of like america as its own culture i get that there's multiple cultures within america but think about you know how the events of right now are impacting the generation um my generation just as an example um i'm a millennial so there's that new uh, song that came out that rehashed We Didn't Start the Fire that kind of just explains everything that the millennial generation F-O-B! has gone <laughs> <laughs> Yes, Fallout Boy. Um, <laughs> so looking at all that genera- all those generational events and how it translates into generational trauma and how an entire generation itself has reacted to those events, then you want to look at what's going to come next and how they're overcorrect overcorrecting it. And you can already kind of see that with the legislation that millennials are doing, um, the types of lives that millennials are doing. Millennials are not having kids. Millennials are not buying houses. Millennials are 
living with their best friends for their lives. And first of all, it's because they can't afford it. Um, second of all, it's to make up for generational trauma that's happened. Yep. And that's all in line. Yeah. With the stuff that I'm hearing right now is that currently and we're in winter and during the winter phase, uh, there's a reinvigoration for social bonding and civic engagement. And that's what currently the millennials are doing because they have a craving to be together again. They've, they've grown up in an America where they've seen things unraveling families spreading apart, uh, as well as, uh, economics all going to the top as well as civics not being trusted anymore. And they want normality. They want stableness more than any generation before them. And they're pulling, they have a craving for uh, social gathering again, and to make it more about the us than the me is at least how this explains it. Yeah, it's absolutely right. They're really, the majority of millennials are focusing on developing those relationships again. So I guess we're in winter by your theory, um, even though it is already 90 <laughs> degrees outside in New England. Yeah, <laughs> we're, the, the theory is we're up. about halfway through winter and uh, and winter is the crisis period, which again is uh, why I say that if this stuff is true, the the comfort you can take is that uh, things get better because uh, according to this, we are in the crisis period of America where it's kind of like re-looking for its soul again. It's kind of re-looking for its identity and all the different generations play a very significant role in that. And then you come out of this in the spring where we've kind of decided what our identity is and things kind of solidify again and become very conformative. And that's kind of the downside. It's kind of like the 40s and 50s all over again where everything is extremely conformative. But if you fall in the new conformative, things are generally pretty good during that period. That's why it's called a summer period or a spring period. I'm sorry. Um, so yeah, anyway, Sean, damn it. We got to get into this all your fault. Can you tell me more about spring? No, I can't tell you more about spring. That's a whole nother episode. Christopher, will you come back for this episode where we actually sure. talk about this? <laughs> sure. So uninterested. <laughs> yeah, let me uh, let me do some research first. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. He's like, tell me the right time next time, so I can actually plan. How about that? Right, right. Okay. Um, the reason we're gonna do the red meat today, everybody, and get back into EverQuest is people are pissed off. So we don't have any new patrons to call out, but we do have some comments out there mm -hmm. that I do think we should read, and we do have a behavioral scientist here who can maybe talk about the behavior of these people. Um, these people. <laughs> All right, so we have a new uh, review I'd like to do from uh, iTunes. Um, it's uh, called uh, Love EverQuest, Not Sure What This Is, One Star. I tried listening to EverQuest, the musical episode, and waded through the beatboxing. Congratulations. <laughs> On the other side of that number, it was something I really, uh, I did not, <laughs> it was not something I really want to listen to. They did suggest the podcast probably shouldn't be listened to by kids and then validated their suggestion. Oh, the tone Lord. and pitch of the podcast is off for the subject matter. I don't oh, know what goodness. that person means. Okay, here's another one. Thank um, you. Actually, thank you for being correct. I appreciate you. This is another one um, specifically for the one where we had uh, Dr. Fleischen and Liver Flap on. Oh, this my was, God. Um, I was excited for the episode because I'm a mage. Uh, once again, 40 minutes of nonsense and 10 minutes of EQ. <laughs> and then finally, we have one for um, 
specifically for the episode The Mute, which I thought people really liked, but uh, user Albs says, yeah, no. That's his full comment there. I mean, to be to be fair, The Mute, like, there was no warning for that one. <laughs> I'm trying to get better right? at that. I re- I remember listening to the mute and I was actually on my way to work and right. I had stopped somewhere and rolled Headphones. down my window. And then all of a sudden <laughs> everyone around me heard Jeff's description cool stuff. of, <laughs> yes, it was, it was wonderful. Oh, so that was probably my reaction to that episode. The first time I listened to it. Well, here's um, what I'm learning. See, I grew up, uh, in the nomad generation, you see, I was born. See, Sean understands this now. See, we were born during summer, right? And we weren't attended to as kids. That's why we were kind of like another lost generation, generation X. All our parents got divorced. They were busy finding their own spirituality and focusing back on the self again, which is good. You got to do that after an era of conformity. You have to focus on the self again. But basically, they told their kids to go out in the yard and fuck off. So we learned kind of at an early age, to be very cynical, to look out for ourselves. But here's the good news is we're fucking tough and resilient. Like, for example, we can get comments like this and just still keep fucking pumping out these episodes, baby. Okay. Agreement. Now you're starting you to see concur? why. Now you're starting to see why he likes this theory so much. Um. So tell us about millennials and what what are tell us about what millennials <laughs> oh are supposed to. Uh, no, I'm serious. It's really important. I'm so sorry. I'm very no. sorry for the millennials. I want to apologize. You're kind of yeah. like this, the the um, you're kind of like the stuffed uh, goose. The the Harry Potter was how they kind of got him ready for the big fight and then threw him at Voldemort and was like, please beat him. So millennials, <laughs> it turns out you're like. You're the repetition of the greatest generation who fought World War II. Like, ultimately, this, like, trying to figure out America's heart and, uh, you know, how we're going to go forward. You guys are basically the soldiers, the the heroes. It (laughs) it explains why every movie lately has been about a hero, you know, if directors and uh, whatnot or producers believe in this type of stuff, too. Which, I mean, smart people do, right, Lucifer? Smart people believe in this stuff, right? Smart people do concur okay so if smart people believe in this stuff and those guys are smart right there's a reason why everything's been a hero story lately because that's the task that not only millennials have in front of them but what they've basically been dealing with for the last 15 years when winter started they say winter started around 2008 that's when millennials also started to come of age and try to get jobs and they're like well fuck (laughs) what the fuck they basically came of age started becoming adults when america fell into crisis and uh it's their job to basically battle it out and decide what the heart of America is and decide the new set of rules and fix all this shit. You know, there's obvious stuff that isn't working. The rich keep getting richer. Our uh, system of government can't actually change anything. We don't not know how to actually fight any of our big problems to actually do anything about it. Everybody can agree everything's broken, but we don't know how to fix it. And according to this theory, we're at a tipping point where we have to fix it. And it's going to be the millennials who duke it out and, well, yeah, you just up? have to you just have to give the millennials a chance because the people in power are holding on to it with their cold, dead hands. I think that's and... a reason why this stuff has to take time and it can't just go like boom, 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 where it's like dictated by time. So they're saying like winter won't end for another like eight years and that's going to be like the boomers dying. And, you know, I think that's a big part. Yeah, of it. by then the boomers will be dying in office. 
Oh wait, it's just falling over as they hit the gavel. Oh, yeah. that was too loud, dude! Uh, dies from the wind that comes from the gavel. I don't know just, if you uh, paid attention to the news this week, but it's already happening. Yeah, so. just ask Mitch. Ask Mitch or, or, or Biden. Ask either one. Put his battery back in. Somebody oh put his battery it's so back bad. in. That's really bad, man. It's Somebody really bad. change Mitch. Oh yeah, and so and same with um, Feinstein. They. Oh, yeah, God, Feinstein it's... forgot how to vote this week, right? Uh, yeah, it's bad. But then, man. but then, Sean, like, where it turns out, where to blame? I'm like getting humility listening to this whole thing because, like, we're not helping because we basically took the period off. Like our generation, like our generation, actually brought on the unraveling. And we were like, you know what, this doesn't work. <laughs> fuck it. And we like took our hands off the wheel. We're like, we're not going to participate yeah, in government. Jeff, Jeff, who the fuck gives a shit? Because we already know what's coming in what two, That's right. two seasons. Who yes. gives a shit? I don't give a shit. He gets to be a fucking hero. high five. If we were Go next to it. each other right now, Sean, high Go five. Be a fucking hero. I'm proud of you. I'm super. I'm, I'll fucking cheer you on from the background. And we get to be the tough guys. Like, that's what we always wanted. A Marlboro hat, Marlboro cigarette, yep. chew, chaw, spitting. In a can we while don't give smoking. Up. We don't give up. There's going to be a point where people are like, Shovel. this is fucked up. I'm going to give up. We're going to be like, are you kidding me? My parents fucking threw me outside, you know, from like. With a rusty the, hose in one yeah, hand. I got attacked by hornets right away. They locked the door behind me. I said, can I please have some water? They said, there's a pond back there somewhere. They said, if Apparently you want to do were... something, walk around with those Mormon kids for a while. That's what they told me. Go visit creepy Jerry down the street and go check out his magazines. You know, see Have if that works. Have you ever been in that white van that comes by every once in a while? It could be fun. You don't know. And then what do we do? We overcorrect and we just uh, coddle the shit out of kids. And then they're like, well, fuck. No, we create heroes, man. Fuck that. <laughs> Guys, can we get into this? For, for, for fuck's sakes. For fucking sakes. Yeah, yeah I mean, you guys created heroes. Let's talk about heroes. Let's do this. No, we're let's not. We're going to do the trivia now. The whole oh, thing is trivia. a whole other episode, and Sean's going to have to make a song because it's going to be your third time. What's your music oh, style? Damn, is that's it? true. FOB! Actually, you know what? We were. I was just talking about this with somebody. I specifically remember like um, Smash Mouth and Three Days Grace and everything, and that's like music that brings me back and i like that yeah. music fallout boy is pretty awesome too okay all right what about like i'm not a perfect person <laughs> I know, brings a lot of feels that thing to you. <laughs> that's like that's some that's some emo that's some deep emo right there i never meant to do the thing to you all right guys Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to EverQuest Enigma. Oh, this, by the way, this is all generated by ChatGPT. Thank you, uh, hashtag Microsoft. The ultimate game show where we embark on an epic journey through the mythical realm of Norath. I'm your host, ChatGPT, and today we have two intrepid adventurers ready to face the challenges that lie ahead. Give a hearty cheer for the valiant contestant, Sean and Lucifer. Yay! Sean, a seasoned veteran of countless battles, has honed his skills across the vast lands of Nora, seeking hidden treasures and conquering mighty foes. Will his extensive knowledge of EverQuest lore guide him to victory today? And let's not forget Lucifer, a daring and cunning player, known for uncovering the deepest secrets of the game. With a passion for exploration and an insatiable hunger for new quests, Lucifer is determined to emerge as the true champion of EverQuest Mastermind Round. 
Today, our contestants will face off the most challenging questions about the legendary MMORPG EverQuest. From hidden dungeons to ancient dragons, from celestial deities to forgotten cities, their wits will be put to the test in the ultimate quest for glory and recognition. So without further ado, let the adventurers begin. Grab your swords and spellbooks, Sean and Lucifer, as we set forth into the realms of knowledge and discovery. Only one will claim the title of EverQuest Mastermind, so may the spirits of Norath guide you both on this extraordinary quest. I feel like Chad GPT needs to learn a little bit more about us. Yeah, me too. Well, we're, we got to work on that. I need to set you guys up with an account where I'm going to need you to dump some photos and give some phone access to it, and then we're going to get this all worked out. No, but on that note, seriously, I, m my daughter's 13, and I made a decision a long time ago that I was not going to post any pictures of her until she was old enough to decide what she wanted to do with that. And I, I didn't know what was going to come of it, but right now I am so incredibly happy that I never did that. I am more happy about that decision than most. Well, I'll rub it on. in everybody's faces, why don't hey, you? Hey, I'm just saying, if you're thinking about it, if you have a kid and you're thinking about that, I, I personally highly recommend that you consider it. Hey, M MIT just came out with this software that like inhibits AI from accessing your photos. Like, okay. You upload your photo into this app, and then it like adds a layer over the photo that AI can't read. Ooh, I like this. I like Is there this. a way yeah. to make sure AI finds it like a shark with blood? Yes. I have no idea. Yes. Like putting a special little picture on it or something? You guys know about those special little pictures? I have no idea. Well, I know that um, you guys have an idea about EverQuest, so let's get back. Sean, what the fuck did you just do there? I kicked off this game. I had a, I had the rail, the roller coaster was starting to go over the precipice, and then you're like, kids' mm. pictures on Facebook? I'm the just, fuck hey, was man, that? I'm good at it. That's all I'll say. Yeah, way to go. That was great. Mm -hmm. Well, first question goes to you then. Now, with all these questions, Sean, you can either choose to answer it or mm -hmm. you can defer to your opponent. Now, if you get it right, you get the points. If you get it wrong, you get negative points. And yes, we are awarding points only in prime numbers and going up. There are 10 questions. Sean, <laughs> your first question. Are you ready? I'm ready. The Ring of Scale expansion introduced a powerful ancient dragon who was the primary antagonist. What was the name of this formidable dragon? Remember, you can answer the question for two points, positive or negative, or you can defer it to your opponent. The Ring of Scale, the dragon, was the dragon multi-headed? Can I ask questions? Fuck no. Why not? I don't even know if I should repeat it, because I know you, you're going to ask me to repeat every single time I ask. That's how I think. Yeah, I know. Well, what's wrong with that? Why do you? Do you want me you to repeat like the question? Just say, can you repeat the question? You get I'm that gonna once. Do it no, I'm going to do it no matter what. I'll you get do it one, in, can you repeat like the question? There's six different ways to do it. I can do it by talking. I can do it by asking you questions. Right? Or I can do it by being really quiet. I think I stopped. I think I accidentally never hit the record button. Do you guys want to start over right now? Uh, I don't have my headphones on. <laughs> Sean, would you like to answer this question or defer it to your opponent? Two, Can two I, points. Am, am I not? Is Jesus there like, Christ, we have 10 of these questions, Sean. I understand, but you don't set any parameters with the game, and then you expect me to follow rules that I don't know. This is one of my biggest problems with life. When there's fucking rules I don't know how to follow. Yeah, but we can talk about that later, Lucifer. I'd like to, actually. We can actually absolutely talk about it. 
Oh, it's really difficult for me. Um, because then I have to make up my own rules, and people get upset because they don't like the rules I make up. Yeah, I just, it's happens. really like this right here. Here it comes. You ask silly questions about rules that don't make any sense. I wonder. Mm. I wonder though how Jeff even knows about the ring of scale. I don't know the answer to this. This is ChatGPT. Listen, <laughs> I gave ChatGPT a couple commands. The first command was create 10 game show questions about the 1999 MMORPG EverQuest. The second one was now make the questions more difficult and provide the correct answers. <laughs> wow. And now that I said, and now wow. make the questions more difficult again and correct, provide the correct answers. Because the first two rounds, they were just way too easy. It well, was you like... Suck. I, I don't know the answer, so I'm going to pass it over to my more than, more than capable... Dude, the first round of questions was so easy. This one's actually super awesome because I loved the Ring of Scale version or expansion, and but I'm forgetting the name. Like it's a primary antagonist. See, for Clucifer, I just repeat it. He doesn't need to ask me to repeat anything. The primary antagonist. Because you like me better, right? It's just Um, you're more you're easier to get along with. It's intentional. So I know Faradar was in there, and it started with a T, right? Did it start with a T? Can I ask questions? If you, if you don't answer this right, you get negative two points, because that's the first prime number. Pretty sure it starts with a T. Five, four. Uh-oh. Ten, I'm actually going to count it down. Hold on. Oh, hold on. Okay, you said hold on. Okay, no, the answer, according to ChatGPT, is uh, Vishon, the crystal dragon. That's negative two points for Clucifer. Okay, Clucifer, the next question is for you. In EverQuest Planes of Power expansions, players saw access to various planes through portal zones. How many different portals, portal zones were there, and what were they individually called? Oh, Would my you like God. To answer Come the on. question Are or defer serious? it to your opponent. Oh my god. Would you like to answer the question or defer it to your opponent? I feel like I need to defer it to my opponent just so something to The oh next prime god. number uh is three. So this is either worth positive three points. Now you're currently ahead, by the way, zero to negative two. Yeah, I get it. I or get worth it. negative three points. Yeah. And the talking question about again, I'm gonna repeat it time. because you're yeah. getting the question again. And the question okay. was in the planes of power expansions, players sought access to various planes through the portal stones. I don't know if you remember this. This is when they would be like, hey, go over there. Um, how many portal stones were there and what were they individually called? Okay, well, I know there was the plane of time. I know there. Now, here's my question. So there's. No, fact, so that's all wrong. There's so that's all, of, according to ChatGPT, so, it's signet of translocation, signet of in, instantaneous travel, signet of shattering, signet of the bridge keeper, signet of eternally bound, and signet of the unseen. So that's negative three oh, points for Sean. Lord, that's just stupid. Negative three points for Sean. Bashing um, thunder. Uh, the next I, question. I seriously thought I was just plane of nightmare. The, the planes, like I was like, this is too easy. Let's Sean out then. This is uh, going to Sean then, the next question. Question three, Sean. The next prime number is five. This will be worth five points. The current score is Sean, negative three, clues for negative two. Yeah, yeah I got a, I've got a feeling these answers are probably not right. Sean, so. the Dragons Shoot, of Norath expansion introduced a <laughs> thrilling storyline involving awakening a group of ancient dragons. What was mm-hmm. the name of the dragon that sought to resurrect her fallen kin? Mm-hmm. Her fallen kin. 
Uh, I'm, I'm going to go with Vishan. That was the answer to the first question, Sean. It's not the answer to this one. It doesn't mean the it can't correct be. correct answer was Carafim, also known as the sleeper. That's negative five points. Next question is for Clucifer. So you're at negative eight. Clucifer's at negative two. You're ahead, Clucifer. These, Good job. These questions are not... Okay, Lucifer, during EverQuest's early days, a rare dragon named Goronair roamed a specific zone, causing a stir amongst players. In which zone could this elusive dragon be found? And where is Goronair, basically? Mm, during the EverQuest's early days, a rare dragon named Goronair roamed a specific zone, causing a stir amongst players. In which zone could this elusive dragon be found? Um, Dreadlands. Sorry, the answer is Eastern Karana, according to ChatGPT. That's negative seven mm. points. Goronair uh, and East Comments. <laughs> so next one is back to Sean. Sean. Uh-huh. Among the gods of Norath, there uh-huh. was a deity associated with music and song. What was the name of this bard-themed god? This one's worth 11 points. That's the next prime number. A bard-themed god associated with music and song. Imagine a bard song. like uh, uh, Yeah, no, I get it. I get it. I'm, I'm going to go ahead. I'm going to pass this one. Love, I'm going to go ahead and pass this love, one. Bard, music, and song. Uh, I, don't think there's a right, I don't think there's a right answer, though. For 11 mm, points. That's what, I jumped out when I could. Well, let's say... Earl Seymour. That is correct. For 11 because points. love is very close to music. That's why. So, the wow. That's a big shift of events now. We have Clucifer with two points. Sean with negative eight. The next yeah. question goes yeah. to Clucifer. The Planes of Power expansion introduced a godlike figure who served as a guardian of the Plane of Time. What was the name of this enigmatic being? Uh, Zavoxerok. I'm sorry. The answer is Malin Starpier. That's negative 13 points. <laughs> You're back to negative 11. Malin Starpier. Sean. Mm-hmm, uh, Should have known. For 17 points, the next mm-hmm. prime number. Yep. In EverQuest, players could undertake long quest lines to unlock powerful abilities called disciplines. What was the name of the discipline rewarded to Beast Lords after, com- after completing their epic quest? Discipline granted to Beast Lords after, after their epic quest. Hmm. Um, they're able to heal their, their pets after that. Sorry, the answer is ferocity. That's going to be negative 17 points for Sean, who currently comes at negative 25. Nice round number. Maybe you should have deferred that one, huh? Well, I don't know. I kind of like the negative numbers. I know. It's like a badge of honor now. Yeah. Uh, the next question goes to Clucifer. This one's going to be for 19 points. Uh, the Omens of War expansion introduced a fearsome warlord wielding an enormous sword as the final boss. What was the name of this imposing adversary? Overlord Madam Maram. 
I'm sorry, the answer is Vishmatar, the falling, according to ChatGPT. That is going to be negative 19 points down to negative 30. Yep. Maybe should have deferred. Yeah, these, these questions are all wrong. Yeah. Mm. These answers are all wrong, but okay. ChatGPT, can we get a... ChatGPT says you're wrong? Yeah. So... I mean, yeah, totally. Vish was the leader of the Discord. Let's just Vi go with it. ChatGPT said that if you don't want to be wrong, you're going to have to give it more data. <laughs> Absolutely not. I will not participate in that. Okay. Wrong. Next one's to Sean. Remember, you can defer. It's like you guys oh, yeah. have forgotten or something. <laughs> okay, I'm listening. Okay. I don't mean to interject so much as the game show host, but mm. ChatGPT has asked me to. Mm. This one's for 23 points. That's the next prime number. Okay. During the Legacy of Yakisha expansion, a new challenging mm -hmm. zone was introduced inhabited by the infamous Brothers Zek. What was the name of his treacherous region? Hmm. I don't remember that expansion very well. We didn't play very much of it. It was called Zach's Fortress. Mm. <clears throat> Close. But the answer, according to ChatGPT, is Bastion of Thunder. That's negative 23 points. Oh, I said that earlier. That's interesting. Except that negative that was in Planes of Power, wasn't it? That's interesting, mm. too. Moving on. Uh, next one goes to Clucifer. Uh, final question. This one's big. This is actually going to determine the winner. If you get this wrong, because you're at negative 30, Sean's at negative 48, but this one's worth 29 points. Oh, there is like a bonus Sean, question. Sean is the one that's winning right now. What? No, he has less points. Yeah, but what you don't get is we've actually reversed the, the scoring. You reversed Dunomi? Yep. Wait, is this like blockchain? Like whoever has the, like the majority gets to make the rules? I'm yeah, taking totally. your money. I'm taking all your money. <laughs> it's my new rule. Ha <laughs> ha. All right, Clucifer. For the, for the W, uh, the original EverQuest storyline involved a war between the gods that resulted in the shattering of a power crystal. What was the name of the sacred crystal? Uh, it was the Battle of Kithakor, and the sacred crystal was... I don't fucking know. Was it the Battle of Kithikor? Yeah. Oh, sweet. I laughed because I thought you were going full chat GPT and making shit up. No, but it it was a crystal that harnessed the power of one of like the dark gods or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. No, you're you're so close. Um, I want you to get this. You're so close. No, I think I'm actually gonna defer. What was the name of this sacred crystal, Sean? I'm even going to set it up. It's the crystal of... How about I set up like ChatGPT? The original crystal. EverQuest storyline involved a war between the gods that resulted in the shattering of a powerful crystal. What was the name of this sacred crystal? The dot, crystal. dot, dot. The crystal, the crystal of, of... Ralosek. It's the crystal of fear, Sean. I'm sorry, that's negative 29 points. But don't 
fear, Sean, there is a bonus round where you could possibly change the tides. Right now, it's Sean that question's negative. A pretty, that question's a pretty good segue, though. So let's go back to it after you're done with your chat GPD nonsense. Wait, what? Let's yeah, go back to going. what questions? That one question about Kithakor. What is the what do you want to talk about it? Let's talk. ChatGPT says we should get this out of the way. ChatGPT fears your uh, divergence. All right. So, uh, who is your favorite character in EverQuest? My Jeff. favorite character, um, probably Firion of I. Right. And who fought in the Battle of Kithkor? Um, Firion of I. Yeah. And do you know what one of the raids is next expansion? Uh. The Battle of Kithkor. Yep. Duh. I think that's just an omen. Oh, is this what we're going to talk about now? What game we play next? Yeah. Hold on. Okay, you're right. We need to come back to this. You were right the whole time. You're so smart, Lucifer. I know. You do? If only you would listen. If only. Oh, that's true. I'm not great at listening. Again, our parents just sent us outside, and we were like, listen to who? We had a weird respect for our parents. We didn't even know they existed sometimes, you know? They were off, like, finding God and shit and figuring out, like, how much money to make. I don't know what they were doing. What were they right, doing, what's the, Sean, what's that the next whole time? Question. What's the next question? Sean, what were they doing the whole time when they sent us outside? Were they fucking? Mm, I don't think so. Too many morals in that generation. What were they doing? Um, I think my dad was probably fixing something. What was mom doing? My was mom she making was dinner? Either making some sort of food or cleaning something, generally. Oh, man, I guess that's what they were doing, huh? What were you doing? Catching frogs? I caught a lot of frogs. I fished a lot. I I spent a lot of time by myself, like you said. And did you have that same type of childhood, Clusifer, uh, where they just sent you outside and said, go find some frogs, see you when it's dark? Um, Kind of, a little bit, yeah. Oh, well, you're like a trans uh, Gen Xer. Welcome to the party, pal. Um, I think a lot of millennials had that, and that was our overcorrection point. Oh, um, yeah, oh. because because you know the Gen Xers don't really change anything, right? They're silent, right? Yeah, we're like, just oh, we're like just gonna be here and flail about. Um, yeah, but we don't give up. That's the thing, though. Resilient. We are some tough boys. Okay. You don't give up on that discount that you want the cash register. No, you do not. When the tough get tough, we get not. We don't quit. Yeah, you argue it. It's called a caroning. You just wait. Hey, when the tough gets really tough, guess what? Everybody's gonna be like, "Oh, I need to quit." Uh, I'm I'm Spider Man, and then like Thor's gonna be like, "I need to quit too." But then there's gonna be like the old. One who's like Iron Man, he's gonna be like, "No, I'm a Gen Xer. We don't quit, Iron Man." And then power time, right? Okay, sure. He gets it. I told you he'd get it, Sean. You read comic books, right? Oh, you get boy. it. Oh, all right. Anyway, bonus question, guys. This is um, you get one point per correct answer. So what we've had ChatGPT do now is list every zone ever in EverQuest by alphabetical order. There are 257 of them, 
And so what we're going to have you do is, Sean, you're going to start at the beginning. Clues for you're no. going to start at the end. And for mm-hmm. every one you get right in exact order, that's an extra bonus point. So, Sean, starting with you from the beginning, here is an alphabetical list of zones a, from the game of EverQuest. We need we need some more clarification. What's that? What era is it? No, it's every zone ever. So, like, all the way to live. So you're telling people who have not played up to live that they have to name the zones. This is a trivia game that is really doesn't care about what you have and haven't done to prepare for the game. Okay, so instead of wasting our time with that, and just to point out that you never allowed Clucifer to actually segue into what he was going to talk about, we just skipped over that part, and then you acted like we talked about it, which we so didn't. zero points for Sean, okay, so still at yeah. negative 77. So then Clucifer, if you want, you could start at the end uh, starting with Z and going up. And for everyone you get correct, that is one point. Well, you can't really go up from Z. Yeah, backwards, you know. I have no idea. That's zero points for Clucifer. So that makes the winner um, Clucifer with negative 30 points. Congratulations. It's actually the winner is Sean. <clears throat> How many points so. does Sean have? Um, negative 77. Right. Congratulations, Sean. Boo. You suck, asshole. I feel, I feel pretty good right now. I have a crown that I'm putting on. <laughs> it's actually probably a little tiara. Yes. This is where the... <laughs> if truth is told, it's true. Now the pig blood is falling from the ceiling, Carrie style all over you. Everybody in the audience is laughing. Laughing? ho, <laughs> All right, guys, let's get into it. What are we playing next? We're playing uh, Diablo. Sean, tell them about it. No, but Clucifer had something that he wanted to talk to us about, and we... Yeah, we but have we it. have to tell him where we are for us to get there. So, right? Like, we have to set... Yeah, he, where are you guys? What are you guys yeah, where, doing? What are we doing? Oh, I see. Uh, what you are playing Diablo 4. Uh, we were searching for something to do that was bite-sized and, you know, just because it's summertime and we're both very active in vacations and all that stuff. And um, which we've already expressed, we needed a breath from EQ. Definitely had burned out. Um, anyway, so that we were looking for something to do. We had played Valheim that got, uh, we had fin- finished that expansion. It was really great. Looking for something else to do, Diablo 4. Um, I will say that it, it's okay. It's not like over the top great. I, I do like the <clears throat> skill tree setup, and I, I like the dynamic of the game. It does just kind of feel like an, a, a refresh of what they've already done before. Um, it's fun, uh, but I don't think it captures our attention for more than an, more than an hour. I would say, like once you get past an hour, you kind of feel like the repetition of it is just mundane or at least that's the feeling that I get from Jeff. Um, and so that's about the bite size that we've been playing. I've been playing a little bit of, e, of uh, magic still as well, but that's about it. Dude, they, I can't believe how much money they're making off of like just reskidding the same game. Cause that game sold like gangbusters, right? Like so much money, like more money than like movies make these days. Like the video game industry is huge. And it's like the same game. I'm not saying it's a bad game, but it's it was astonishing to me that this is Diablo one that we're playing. Yeah, I am slightly confused as to why somebody hasn't rebooted EQ or 
any one or a similar game in that style but better like with valheim graphics and all that stuff like i'm i don't know i'm confused by it actually because it's run by boomers and gen xers (laughs) and they want to hold on to it until they're cold and dead that could be it that could be it so I don't know a lot about Diablo. I just know what people tell me, but it does sound like, you know, they just rehash everything, every single expansion, right? And there's really not much in terms of new content. It's just a different way to actually do the content. Is that right or completely off base? Oh, that's that's pretty that's pretty right. Like it it gets a little bit deeper the just, you know, the graphics and the ability to what do they call it? cut screen, all that stuff is better they're able to tell the story better, but like, and then, you know, of course the playability gets a little better because mechanics get a little better and they come up with, you know, new concepts on old ideas. And so that, that part of it's cool. I the do like cut scene was fucking great. Yeah. It's the, like better than any movie. Are. Like, right. the, like I was super impressed cause I don't play a lot of modern video games that I, I haven't played fallout and you know badlands or whatever what is it called like red dead redemption and these like massively popular newer games i've never played any of them so this was kind of different for me playing a brand new game with cutscenes and stuff and damn that first cutscene was better than most movies or whatever that i watched fucking incredible yeah there's there's something about and i was thinking about this today about about the everquest um dilemma and there's so if you think about like the you know the first expansion for everquest and this idea that there are certain things that are very powerful but extremely hard to find get and you know i don't know what the percent is but just say it's a low percentage of people would would only be able to get those things um and then the more that you move forward the easier it is to get uh certain things and the the more that that makes the game playable but it also makes it less interesting like diablo is all the way to that side where it, you know treasure is just like everywhere you go it's everything so even getting an upgrade it's a big deal but it's not that big of a deal where in the beginning of everquest like when you get certain pieces it's such a big deal like it, it'll literally allow you to do something else that you weren't able to do before just by one little upgrade and uh there's something about that that um if it could be captured and kept without the power creep stuff coming in um i think the playability of games would be far more interesting to me so like some tangible final event that allows you to rise up from your current circumstances yeah instead of everybody kind of being more or less the same and like there's no real difference and in, in between even the same kind of character class like you know especially in our in, in mischief it was basically like okay what's your what's your build going to be okay here it is this is mine okay yep yeah, and how long is it going to take you to get all that stuff okay here's about how much time it's going to take you but you knew you were going to get it you knew you were going to get it right like it may, maybe not one or two items that were super rare that ended up being super rare but even on the last expansion where I was raiding all the time and, and I, I was having a blast, but I literally could get, I, I think I had every slot filled and 
I remember even talking about it on the podcast saying like, this is the first time I remember wanting, like having this dream of being able to do this. And, um, I, what it didn't feel like is that it was allowing me to do something that I couldn't do before. Cause everybody in my party was so powerful that it, we could do anything easily. You know, so that was, um, the buried sea expansion and a lot of people kind of feel that same way because it was the point in you know everquest where they were kind of reinventing the wheel right and um by way of being on mischief i believe i read someone reached out to negreth and basically said hey these items are not dropping enough negreth looked and he was like yeah you're right and dialed it up um and then that's kind of what led to you being able to get best in slot for everything. So like the current expansion right now, we're what a month in three month expansion. We're a little over a month in We're actually like a month and a weekend. Um, and I can think of maybe a handful of people that are best in, best in slot right now. Looking back in the buried sea, it was a totally different story. Like everybody was best in slot by now. Right. So, so the, the the loot tables have changed or is it? It's not... just the way they distribute the loot. Okay. Um, is totally different and it's going to be this way going forward. Um, where like one or two items drop off per mob. Um, and you get raid currency for completing the raids and that can help you, but it's not like a game breaker type of thing. Clusifer, are you still a recruitment officer? Yeah. So you're in a way you're recruiting us back right now. I actually am. So I'm curious because I like to take control of the narrative and control this, go the direction I want it to go here. Okay. Uh, what is, what is your, goal as you're talking to us are you trying to figure out why we don't want to play are you just trying to get us to talk in general to warm up are you trying to get us to talk about the things that draw us back uh what what is the strategy as uh, yeah, goes so inside a recruitment officer when, said here when you reached out to me you were like hey let's talk about what we should play next and i was like Damn whoa it. are we uh are we going to be talking about uh what game you're playing next or you know, what class you guys want to come back and play. Mm. And you were like, yeah. Mm. <laughs> Which then led me to believe that we were going to have both conversations and I was really going to sway you towards, you know, coming back to mischief. Cause I have a vested interest in that. I like playing with you guys. I like uh, what you bring to the table. I like the fact that there's never a dull moment when you guys are around. Um, so yeah, that's why that's why I wanted to come on the cast and uh, have a chat about that. And so, you know, I enjoy talking to you guys. So, what would you say if? Because like I'm trying to figure out where I want to be with all that, honestly. And I, I don't know. I feel like for me, it's all a, like a journey right now, like how I feel that day. But I, to be honest, some things I feel when I think about playing because I have thought about it. Right. Th some things that come up in my head are. Um, it's that same anxiety of that email you haven't responded to in forever. And it's like almost like the longer it takes, the harder it becomes. 
where I feel like the whole thing is overwhelming. And I don't, I mean, like everything about coming back in would be overwhelming, trying to figure out like what to do next, my hotkeys, my spells, trying to figure out who's still playing. Like, are we going to, everything about it feels overwhelming. Whereas jumping on Diablo for one hour, even though it's not my favorite game in the world, feels very manageable and bite-sized. So what would you say to me? Who's like maybe part of the reason I'm afraid to even tip my dip my toe back in right now is it feels like it's a huge commitment to even do that. It's that email I haven't responded to in forever. Sounds a little more like you just want to avoid it, um, and that's not healthy for anybody. Like, make a decision, shit or get off the pot, right? So, what I would say in that situation is little baby steps every day if you want to make a decision to return to everquest start looking at what you want to play because who knows if you want to play that cleric anymore or that monk um and then take it one step at a time you owe nothing to anybody else outside okay, of let's, producing let, that podcast this podcast let's pull but, on that thread let's pull that thread when you yeah. say we don't owe anything to anybody because some yeah. thoughts i've had is okay That's the only way thing. i want to return right now would be bite size and that would be basically me and sean only doing some self-found thing somewhere because that would be extremely digestible for us to just jump on for an hour with level one characters on some server do self-found and maybe slowly we start to play with some other people again but that feels so, but that's not what you personally want, but then what do you think about that? Because that then then it would make it easier for me to get in because that is bite size. I personally would enjoy playing the game with you guys again, but like I just said, you owe nothing to anybody. So if yeah. it brings if you come back to the game and do a self-found journey, you know, um whatever it may be, as long as you're having fun, that's the important part. Do I think, I think that current era content could be fun for you guys? Yeah, I do. But you don't owe anything to anybody. I think the to crack the nut a little further, and I'm I'm speaking for myself as well as Jeff. But I know I don't from speak my, for I'm, me, Sean. I've I'm told gonna you this. I'm gonna God do it right it. now. Here it goes. Valheim's awesome, everybody. FOB. Ah, I can just erase myself for two hours. <laughs> Um, so I think, and not intentionally, but this is very much a part of Jeff's personality is, um, uh, EverQuest needs, especially at the level we were at, needs you to have a group, right? You, you gotta have a group of people to do stuff. And that means getting them together and organizing where you're going and having a concept and idea and just being, 100% 100% locked in on what it is you're going to do. No, and, Sean, and... you just six box like everybody else, like a yeah, normal yeah, yeah. person. You just right, three right. box with your friend who also <laughs> three boxes like a normal person does, Sean. Right. But the other thing that you love is like this, um, you know, the conversation, the, like the, the turning of the spoon in the, in the porridge, like stir the pot. And so you, when you mix those two things together, right, you, it, it becomes difficult to constantly give that much energy. And like, is that, to make that a part of what is supposed to be relaxing, right? Those things actually can't be 
intertwined ultimately. And so I think you end up with a dichotomy there, which is like, am I, am I the podcast host that needs to entertain all these people all the time and have an idea of what we're doing and keep the conversation going? Or am I playing a game that I'm just enjoying and being kind of mindless, right? Like that's the dichotomy I think you find yourself in. And so my suggestion is if we're going to attempt to do this again, that we take it at a very spooned pace and that we intentionally do it on specific times that are set and that you aren't having to decide what it is that we do. Like it's either completely spontaneous based on the people to get together. I know that was a hang up for you sometimes too, is like, here we are just sitting around, not doing anything for an hour. Um, but, uh, in, instead just be coming into that space, relaxed and like in taking it for what it is. Um, and then letting it be whatever it is and seeing if that's satisfying. So the other component to add to that is um, next expansion, the mercenaries come out. And that allows you a lot more solo gameplay. That allows you to be a lot more spontaneous. Um, and, you know, I have to agree with Sean. Like I, as much as I plan and as much as I go ham on, making sure all the details are ironed out. I like being spontaneous. I'm not a planner or I don't want to plan all the time. Um, you guys know my brother plays EverQuest, Yamkin, he's a mage. Um, and a lot of times he's like, hey, you know, tonight can we do X, Y, and Z? And I'm like, yeah, okay. And then the time rolls around and I'm like, yeah, I don't want to. Um, <laughs> so just thinking about why you're playing the game you don't owe it to anybody be spontaneous be whatever it is you want to be um and use the tools within everquest to allow you to do that i agree with both of you nice boys i'm so glad that you're jeff's friends and you invited <laughs> me here for this intervention i think your advice for him is just super duper and i would just like to say jeff i would really like to see you in heaven mm -hmm. and so if you could just accept god and jesus into your heart and have a relationship with him that would mean a lot to me thank you and jeff how are you feeling really like like i'm under a Uplifted. microscope right now and it makes Uplifted. me feel i feel like i'm in a petri dish and i have the that like piece of plastic under me as well as over me and it's all being smushed together and i just need to get out from under the light for a little bit and go find a cave to think with my thoughts for a little bit I need some. I love you, Mom. Him. Okay. I Thank love Jesus in my heart too. I'll see you in heaven, Mom. I love you. I think that um I think that what is most interesting about life is that oftentimes we like putting people in positions that we absolutely hate ourselves. Isn't that weird? It's so weird. Do you ever it notice is. how we judge people the most for things we also don't like about ourselves, especially oh, like God. our children? Yeah, get that mirror. Have you ever noticed that? Get that mirror out. Like, oh, my child it like is forgetful, and so was I growing up, and oh, I hate that about myself, and so I'm gonna project. Isn't that funny? I'm gonna change this about them. Yes, let's do it. I'm not oh my gonna gosh. let this kill your life like it did mine. Look at me, Lucifer. How are you feeling about having to fight this great battle for us that we're in the middle of, and you know, you got about eight more years to go. Could get worse. 
You feeling good? You feeling rejuvenated? I mean, you got the tough, resilient guys here to give you a little pep talk, you know? I'm feeling confident. Yeah? Yep. Working your way through it. It sucked, though, right? I mean, like, coming of age <laughs> totally it, sucked. It, yeah. during the crisis period right after the economic crash. That can't be fun, right? Absolutely not. I mean, like, getting a house was... is easy, right? 401k, it's all, you got plenty. You're good, right? Oh, totally. You know, I'm a <laughs> professional who, you know, doesn't qualify to buy his own house yet. Right. And like healthcare is like cheap, right? You yeah, don't have to pay I don't very much pay for your healthcare. $700 fee every month for healthcare. It's just bootstraps. That's all I got to say. Look for them, grab Pull them. Pull myself up by the bootstraps. Just okay. really yank on those shits, okay? Making me feel super confident. Yeah. <laughs> but no, I mean, there's there's a dawn, right? There's a spring. There's a dawn on the horizon. Things can't keep going in this direction. It just, the world doesn't work like that. It's circular. Well, there are seasons, you know? Like we said, they're dying in power. They're forgetting how to vote. They're having strokes at the microphone. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. So, eventually... Things are going to change. Yeah, it's uh, it's become a clown show. Isn't it yeah. fun? Oh my goodness, Sean, take us home, Sean. I, I'm always so bad at this. I need to start looking at you to take this home. I'm bad at putting the bow. Every time the party's almost over and everybody's like, "Okay, let's say goodbye," I'm the most awkward at it. But much like you, sometimes I'll just dip out the back door, and then people will be like, "Did Jeff leave?" Well, I know him for right. Yeah, again. No, he's just in the bathroom, curled up on the floor, convulsing. He snorted another thing of vodka one too many times. Kids. Well, you just have to you have to set expectations, right? So one of my best friends, um, she loves throwing parties, but she will also make it abundantly clear that the party ends at eight o'clock. <laughs> and if you are there after eight o'clock, you are no longer a welcome guest. Yeah, get the hell out of my house. It's done now. Did you not know that? I told you in the flyer told you in the flyer yeah, um so go ahead no so i was just gonna say jeff needs to take back that uh power that he has instead of just giving it up yeah well there's some truth to that Fucking there's man. definitely some truth to that that was that was a deep cut right there just at the end just to let you go and pontificate on that for an hour jeff talk about a d20 that was a definitely a critical hit right there Oh, too bad I have a magic roll because I'm a halfling. So when people do a D20 against me, I get to do a backflip and uh, dodge. No such thing. Oops, um, you didn't think about that one, did you? <laughs> I want to, first of all, thank all, everyone who makes it through these episodes. Um, second of all, all, most importantly, our patrons, um, you're the reason why we do this. I, I know we haven't been talking about EverQuest for some time but if you know us well uh i think that you're still listening because you just enjoy hearing us talk about nonsense which is pretty much what we're doing all the time anyway um, but really honestly we totally appreciate you you are the reason why we make this show I, I know that seems silly but it's true um and that community is there it exists it's uh still alive so utilize it please it makes me happy to know that that is true um, and then Clucifer, thank you very much. You are always an awesome guest. You, um, you're definitely going to be back on again. I, I love talking to you. I know Jeff does too. You bring an awesome perspective. 
And even though you always tell me we don't do anything or make any decisions in our generation, I still really appreciate uh, what you bring to the table. You keep a little fire lit under our bottoms, which we need, which is obvious. We need that. Uh, so thank you. Thank you for who you are. And I, I got a feeling that in real life, you're a hugger. I'm a hugger. I love hugging people. I think it's necessi necessity of life uh, to pass energy amongst each other. And so please mentally share this hug with me as, uh, as we part ways today. Uh, I appreciate you. I'm actually totally not a hugger, but I appreciate everything that you just said. And thank you for having me. Anytime. Amen, boys. Thanks for having me on. Wow. Wow.